0: Hello, welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 87. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy holidays! Happy New Year! Happy everything 2022. Can't believe it! And can't believe that it feels, at least in Manhattan, like we're headed right back into a lockdown. I dropped my kids off at school this morning, and uh, first day back after the break. And my younger daughter, she has 26 kids. They go to public school, my kids. They have 26 kids in her class. And today there was only eight kids. Eight kids in the whole entire class because I guess people are keeping their kids home because of Omicron, um, which I'm finally pronouncing correct because for some reason I was thinking it was Omnicron. Don't you think that Omicron sounds like something you would take for gas or bloating or, you know, diarrhea, upset stomach? Take Omicron. (laughs) Every time I hear a commercial for a drug, I I I hear the 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 name of it, and I'm like, that could totally be Omicron. Anyway, um, fact of the day, January is named after Janus, the god with two faces. And that that his two faces, one was looking forward, one was looking backward. And Janus, this god, he was the god of beginnings. Transitions. Gates, doors, passages, and endings. So if you see a god, maybe a stone sculpture inside a a doorway, maybe of one of these old pre-war buildings in New York or wherever, it might be Janus. And it's interesting because that's why we have January. New beginnings. Oh, you know what else? Someone told me that I didn't know. This song, All Lang Syne, uh, means time goes by. I didn't know that. I didn't know that nor did I sing that song this year or do anything for New Year's. How about you? Did you go out for New Year's? You know what? I just felt like it wasn't worth it. You know, um, no one was having any parties All you know, the, the restaurants, they were, they were all available, you know, because of course, if it's not crowded, why would, (laughs) you know, we only want to go if it's crowded. Well, not in this time, but you know, I didn't want to go to an empty restaurant, do a price fixed meal. That's ridiculous. Um, I stayed home, I watched, I watched the ball, I I, I ate Chinese, and I started a new show, which you have to watch. Okay, so here's the deal. I got this new TV, I think I told you, from Costco to uh, to Toshiba. The only reason why I got a new TV is because my old TV was from 2017, perfectly fine, but it couldn't get certain channels, like Hulu and Disney Plus, for whatever reason. I don't know. I couldn't get the apps on the TV Hulu and LG, my former TV, had a content deal um, that they weren't going to stream any LG TVs pre-2017, to or 2017 and below. They weren't going to stream Hulu. It's so, it's like ridiculous, okay? First of all, why are you TV manufacturer getting in the way of content? Just sounds ridiculous. But anyway, so for 299 dollars or whatever it was, 200 bucks, I went to Costco, got a new TV, Toshiba, and I have been watching this fabulous show on Hulu called Only Murderers in the Building. You have to watch it. And let me tell you, I I don't want to have all of these different channels, okay, that I'm paying for. And Hulu, I think I'm paying $6.99. And, you know, one of my friends says, oh, you got to get Hulu. It's great. I said, I'm not getting Hulu. I don't need another freaking channel. I pay $200 for my cable, probably like you, because I'm not a cord cutter. You know, these are the people. A cord, they're, okay let me rewind. There's cord cutters and cord nevers, right? We say this in my digital world that I used to exist in, or I still exist in. But anyway, cord nevers are young kids that just never get cable. They never get cable. They will never know what a cable bill is. And cord cutters are people like in my age bracket, maybe you that have gotten cable and then cut it, cut the cord. Snip, snip. Because why get it when you could stream your TV anyway? And who's watching all those seven hundred channels? You know what I'm saying? So I decided, uh, you know, so I have cable. I'm paying two hundred bucks for cable. Between cable, Wi-Fi, cell phone, ridiculous. And of course, now I'm doing streaming. So I don't even know what my entertainment package is. I'm paying for in my house, but I know my entertainment bill per month is probably like four hundred dollars. But I got Hulu, okay, for $6.99 a month. I felt like it was worth it because the programming, my girlfriend's like, oh, it's so good. You got to get it. You got to get it. I said, fine. So this show, Only Murderers in the Building, absolutely fabulous. I started it on New Year's, New Year's Eve, and it's uh, real exciting. This is how you know you're getting old when you're like so excited for New Year's Eve because you're going to start streaming a new show. Anyway. It's, it's amazing. Okay. It's about, it's about three strangers takes place in Manhattan, which is, you know, mostly the things that I'm interested in. Um, three strangers that have an obsession with a crime that happened in the upper west side, upper west side building in uh, apartment building in Manhattan. And the, um, it's, it's produced by, it's produced and starred, but with Steve Martin, Martin Short is in it. Um, it's hilarious. And these, these three, these, these neighbors, they live in this apartment building on the upper west side, a crime happened, somebody was murdered and they're obsessed with trying to solve the murder. And they start a podcast and they try to, to track down the murder, even though the police were on it and are on it and all this stuff. And that's the whole show. I finished the last episode last night and oh my God, it's so good. I don't usually watch murder mystery shows, that sort of thing, but not only did I have a friend that said, you got to get Hulu, she didn't give me that tip for that show specifically. How I found the show was I was walking down 96th Street, outdoor advertising still works. I'm passing the bus shelter. I see the ad for only murderers in the building. And it was fabulous. It was like this fabulous apartment building, sort of like mid-century modern colors, like burnt orange and navy blue and brown and black and that New Yorker magazine font uh, for the, for the uh, title. Only murderers. And I, I, you know, I'm walking the girls and I'm like, oh, wow, girls, this looks like a good show. You know, and they're like, okay, mommy. And so I noted it down in my notes. And uh, when I realized it was on Hulu, I said, huh, meant to be. So I watched it. Oh, so good. So worth it. So, so worth it. In fact, on INDB, it gets like an 8 out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets 100%. Most things don't get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You absolutely need, need to watch it. Fabulous. Another thing that I saw over this break, um, and I miss talking to you. Can I say that I miss talking to you? But you know, I took a break. I, let me say this before I get into the shows. I took a break, you know, of, uh, comedy and, and, and podcast. I took a break from everything. I was off from work. I took a break, break, break. I was supposed to be in Italy. I was supposed to go to, uh, Milan and Lake Como and, uh, I was so excited to go, just get out of the city, go spend New Year's over there. I thought it was going to be great. I was going to have great videos to post too, you know, cause of course this is 2022. That's why we go places, right? To post videos. But I wasn't able to go cause that stupid car accident, which I'm fine. Um. And so all that stuff was foiled. So I decided while I had the time off of work, while my kids were in the UK, let me just take off, off, off. And that's what I did. So I didn't really do much. I went to the movies. I, you know, I, I, I I did a little shopping here, there, but for the most part, I stayed in the house. I did a ton, like a ton of baking cookies, not even the Italian baking that I do all the time, but just, you know, for Christmas, no Pignoli cookies, no, none of this. Uh, you know, I, I literally baked, baked uh, chocolate crinkle cookies, chocolate chip cookies. I sprinkled a little sea salt, by the way, right before they went in the oven. Delicious. Um, all that kind of stuff. So I had a very casual, casual little break. Did go to the movies. Was a little apprehensive because did I really want to sit in a COVID theater? But eh, it was fine. I went to uh, the movie theater on the Upper West Side and I went to see Licorice Pizza. Did you see this? Have you seen this Licorice Pizza? Oh my God, so cute. So I was drawn into Licorice Pizza because the title, I thought like what a fun, campy title. But then someone told me it's just sort of like a slice of life from 1970s, you know, like of young kids. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Thank God I did because it was great. It was totally, totally different. It was... um about two kids, two teenage kids growing up in California in the 1970s. It was a love story. It was felt very different than any movies that are out right now. Super cool. And the main character, uh, the boy who plays this character, Gary Valentine. I think his name is uh, Cooper Hoffman or maybe Corey Hoffman. Anyway, he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And this was the first thing that he was in. The first TV show, the first movie. And he was fabulous. So you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta see Licorice Pizza. I saw other things. Don't Look Up was good. Did you watch that on Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence about, um, about going to, to the, was it about going to the moon? I can't even remember. This is, you know, cause I saw it before Christmas. Everything's a little foggy, but anyway, it was great. I, I don't know if it's going to get nominated for any awards or anything, but it was, it was definitely good to watch that one. Um, ooh. You know what I did? You know what else? You know what I did during this time? I went to see Michael Feinstein. Do you like Michael Feinstein? He's, uh, you know, he's jazz, jazzy guy and a jazzy singer, and he plays the piano and he does all the standards. I went to Feinstein's uh, Fifty Four Below, which is his club. He used to have Feinstein's on the Regency on Park Avenue years ago. He closed it, and I like to see him every year because he usually does a fun Christmas sing along. He's on the piano. He's singing all Christmas songs. It's really star studded, sort of crowd. In fact, I went a few years ago and I sat next to Judge Judy. Can you imagine? And Judge Judy and her husband, they came into New York from their mansion in Greenwich, Connecticut. You know what Judge Judy ordered? I was so curious. What does Judge Judy drink? I was convinced, I was convinced years ago, Judge Judy, she was going to order a martini extra dirty. No, she ordered a cream soda. That's what Judge Judy was drinking when I saw her years ago. But anyway, Michael Feinstein was singing Judy Garland songs, celebrating her one hundredth birthday. Judy Garland would have been a hundred years old, and um, and I went opening night. Uh, I didn't go on opening night. Opening night was on a Wednesday. It was the that the right the week of Christmas. It the opening night was on a Wednesday. I went on the Saturday, the Saturday night, and uh, I was hoping, I was hoping, I was gonna see Liza there, but she was not there. Maybe she went on opening night. I don't know. But that was another fabulous thing I did. If you haven't been to 54 Below in Manhattan, go. It's worth seeing. Um, The Countess, Countess Luann from Real Housewives of New York, she did a short run of shows at 54 Below, um, a Christmas show. Mm. I heard it was great. Michael Musto, he used to be the former one of the gossip columnists. I think he did. he do gossip or showbiz? I don't know. He was one of the columnists at the Village Voice hundred years ago. He's like a fixture, uh, you know, for sort of a new in New York journalism. I don't even know if you could call it journalism, maybe tabloidy, but Luann, Countess Luann had a show at Feinstein's 54 Below. That was great. I, um, I didn't see Countess this year or I didn't see her. I've never seen her at all, but you know, she started singing, but I did go to the Friars Club Christmas party and I was talking to a couple there I don't know what the guy did. I think he, you know, they were older. The guy was like a director or something, and the wife, she was, um, I think she was an actress, but she doesn't really work that much. But she went to go see, the Countess F fifty four, and said it was great. So you know, if you ever have a chance, worth worth going to see. Everything, uh, you know, everything's kind of nah right now. A lot of the comedy shows were canceled. That was disappointing. A lot, that's lot, very disappointing. I, um, I'm, I didn't, you know, I, I, like I said, I took off, but I'm, I took off from comedy. But if somebody said, Hey, you know, do you want to, you know, do something on new year's? I would have said yes. But again, lots of things were closed. So did you get anything good for Christmas? I'm dying to find out. I love to hear about what people get for Christmas. I, you know it's like i don't know it's silly I mean, even though even though we're older who cares it's still a fun thing i said to my mother i said "Mom, what'd you get for christmas from her husband she's remarried and um she said i got green stuff i was like green stuff like like cleaning stuff and then you know my boyfriend overheard and he was like that means cash elise and i was like oh duh <laughs> i got some cute gifts i um i got things that i needed I needed a dustbuster. I know, like who's doing a dustbuster. I wanted a dustbuster cuz these kids won't stop eating freaking fruit loops and cheerios in my couch. I need a dustbuster to get in there. I got a dustbuster. I got a, a, a Scrabble. I um, I really I have a McKenzie child. Do you know that brand? Uh, you know the black and white checkers. I have a Mackenzie Child teapot and it was broken, uh, so I got a new one, a smaller one, which I recommend the small one because I had the bigger one and it's so heavy to carry hot water. Like, who, what's what's going on? But I got the blue and white check Mackenzie Child's teapot. It's adorable. It has a little uh, clear cornflower blue jewel at the top. It's very cute and. I got a couple other things, but the, the best thing that I got in my gifts, my a, a big gift, a big gift, and it was great, was a pair, or I should say is a pair, of Salvatore Ferragamo gold booties with a gold mirror chunky heel. Can you die? Does that not sound fabulous? I was walking down the street one day, and I saw somebody with these shoes, and they were ankle, you know, came up ankle high, gold leather, round toe, about a two inch chunky heel. And the heel looked like it was cut and it was like gold mirrors, like gold mirrors, mirror cutting all over it. Oh my God. Absolutely fabulous. And I remember saying to my boyfriend, oh, I love these shoes. They're so great. And I got them and I, and they fit. I was so happy that they fit because Salvatore Ferragamo tends to run narrow. They, I have these ballet flats, you know, the Verena ballet flats that they do. I bought them years ago for work, you know, when I actually used to spend tons of money on things. And, uh, I was worried that the boots weren't going to fit because I was like, ah, they run narrow and, you know, my feet are regular, you know, maybe on the side of wide, who knows. <coughs> and excuse me. And no, they fit like a glove. They were perfect. I got my regular size nine. <sighs> my boyfriend asked me what size shoe I was. I told him I was an eight and a half. He says, oh, well, you're the only eight and a half that has all shoes that are size nine. I said, oh, funny. i bought myself a couple of gifts i bought myself a few christmas gifts things that i didn't um i you know I, i i didn't get i didn't you know i don't know nobody really i guess thought to get them but one of them was the naples and amalfi silver spoon cookbook that was very good um that, that was definitely a great thing that I bought. The pictures are beautiful. If your family, if you're Italian, if your family's from Southern Italy specifically, it's such a nice gift. Silver spoon makes beautiful cookbooks. And this one, this one is definitely something to have. The recipes though, mm, they're just, some of them are just okay. I'm I'm not going to lie. Some of them are just okay. You know, like I'm not going to make things like a whole fish and stuff like that in my house. You know, come on. I mean, I have a mother of kids, you know what I'm saying? but my Christmas was nice. You know, my, um, my daughters, like I said, they went to the UK, they were with, um, their grandparents. They had, they hadn't seen their grandparents in a few years. I was really nervous, you know, sending them because of COVID. And also, I don't know, everything's just so weird lately. I kind of just wanted them home and be cute. And, you know, with mommy and Santa and all that, leaving the cookie, the milk, and they like to leave a carrot for the reindeer. but what am I going to do? I mean, you know, they have family abroad. This is what I signed up for. So I had to let them go. Um, the Eve, Christmas Eve, I was with my boyfriend's family on Long Island. Uh, they live in cold spring Harbor and it was really nice. They, they, uh, they, they didn't have a huge Christmas Eve. Maybe they had like 25 people, but you know, they had us take the COVID home test. Did you have to do that on your holiday? Did anybody ask you to do that? They actually sent us, they sent us a couple of tests to take. Um, you know, they both came ours came back negative, obviously, but uh, and everybody that was theirs came up negative negative. And it was great. We had a great time. It was low-key, it was nice, no traffic, absolutely no traffic driving to Long Island, no traffic driving back. And Christmas Day, we were in Connecticut um at my aunt's house, and uh again, no traffic. So I don't I don't know. A lot of people, um, a lot of people weren't, weren't on the road this year. My mom's, uh, holiday got, I was supposed to be with my mother on Christmas day, but that got foiled because her husband got COVID. So, you know, everything, everything is just wild right now. I did try to jazz it up though, because I went to Italy, you know, and if you haven't been to Italy, you gotta go. It's like the food emporium for all things Italian on 23rd street and, uh, I wanted to do a little olive oil taste test. So I went to Italy and I picked out two different olive oils and I took them home and I sort of like mixed them up and poured them in two dishes. And I said, which one, you know, which one was I going to like best? And here was the thing. I read in an article that the olives, olive oil and the olives from Sicily have a really olivey taste, right? So I I I read that olives from Sicily have the super olive taste, that green olivey taste. And I and and then I was also reading the same article that in Liguria, the olive in you know this region of Italy, the olive oil is lighter and, and herby and, and almost fruity. And it's perfect for seafood. So you know, jazzing up this the Christmas holiday, think finds and fun things to do. I decide let me go to Italy. Let me do an olive oil taste test. I buy two bottles of olive oil, one from Sicily, one from Liguria. And when you go to Italy, uh, you know they have all the olive oils listed by region. You know, organized I should say by region. So I picked two and, um, I brought them home. I put them each in two little pots and, you know, and I kind of like moved the plates around blah, blah, and I dipped bread in each one and decided which one, oh, which one is the best. I wound up liking the Ligurian olive oil better. Like I said, it's, it really was light and fruity. If you like light and fruity, this, this, this was, this is a good olive oil. any olive oil from Liguria. But the reason how this whole thing started... Is because it wasn't just really because I wanted to I read an article and because I wanted to find something fun to do, was I was at um, a restaurant early in the Christmas break on the Upper East Side. And you know, they serve bread and focaccia, whatever they put on the table before before the meal, and the olive oil was so light and so delicious. So light and so delicious. Like didn't have that olivey taste, didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a dark yellow color, you know, no sort of like tinge of green, it was light, like a very, very, very clear, clear gold, clear straw color, and it was absolutely delicious, and I didn't get a chance to ask, uh, the, the waiter what type of olive oil it was, the restaurant that I was at was called Caravaggio, uh, in the 70s off Madison Avenue, nice, fancy place, but anyway, so, um, and I was like, I got. I really want to try that olive oil. So it stuck in my head. I went. I did the taste test. People say that the olive oil in Sicily is the best olive oil you could find. But I don't really love that olive that almost that green, gold, tinge color. I don't really give a shit about the color. But I don't really like that olive taste. I like it in a dirty martini. I don't want it in the olive oil. In the olive oil, I want... Um, something really light. I rather taste the bread, you know, or the salt that I'm then putting with the olive oil and the bread. So anyway, fun thing to do. The other thing I did when I was in Italy was I was uh by the Parmesan cheese and there was a guy, you know, and I picked up a little wedge of Parmesan because, you know, how am I going to have olive oil and bread without a little cheese? You know, I was doing it up, and uh, pick up Parmesan cheese. There was one block of cheese that was nineteen ninety nine a pound, expensive, and then there was another block of cheese, you know, a bin of cheeses that was forty nine ninety nine a pound, ridiculous. But, you know, that's how much these fine cheeses cost. Fine. So I picked up a little tiny wedge of Parmesan cheese. You know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was $12, 13 A little treat for myself. It was that $19.99 a pound Parmesan. And a guy standing next to me, an Italian guy, customer, and he says, oh, you can't get that. He said, "You have to, if you're going to get Parmesan cheese, you have to get the good stuff. And that was the one that was $50 a pound. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he picks up this big wedge and he, you know, sort of like, Brussels off, you know, way to go pay for it. And I'm looking at the prices. I'm looking at the cheeses. And I said, you know what? Let me do a little cheese taste test. So I did the same thing. I bought two small pieces, two small pieces of the cheeses, you know, the $50 a pound, the $20 a pound, took them home, mixed them up, did the test. You're never going to believe what happened. I forgot. (laughs) Which was what? So I have no idea. So now, so you know what? They both taste the same to me. That's just the freaking quite honest truth. I mean, you know, I'm sure to the very, very sophisticated palate, the two cheeses could taste very different. And I'm sure that if I was in a class and somebody was saying to me, you can taste hints of this nuttiness in this Parmesan, you could taste this one is age, whatever. The the All I know is that the more expensive... Parmesan cheese, that $50 a pound ridiculous price was aged for 36 months. And the 1999 a pound Parmesan cheese was aged for 18 months. I don't really give a shit. I just wanted to, you know, do a little something different, have some fun. So that's what I did. But you know what? Of course, like a complete doozy bots, I just totally mixed up the cheeses. So who knew what? Yeah, that was uh. That wasn't the most eventful. Anyway, I um, I went to Rizzoli. Have you been to Rizzoli Bookstore? I went there and I treated myself. <clears throat> I mean, it is the season. It is the season for treats. I mean, right. What's the point? I don't want to get gift cards. You know, I don't want my boyfriend to get me gift cards. I don't want him to give me money like my mother got the green stuff. I don't want the green stuff. That's ridiculous. It's so impersonal. I want actually gifts to open. But I do also like to treat myself. Um, so I anyway I went to uh, Rizzoli, bought myself the most beautiful book, absolutely beautiful. I think this should be the product of the week. Actually, at Bill Cunningham on the street. First of all, if you haven't seen Bill Cunningham's documentary, it's either on Netflix or Amazon. You got to see it. Bill Cunningham was uh, it was one of the editors for the New York Times for years, for years, decades, decades in the style section, the Sunday styles, and what Bill would do. Bill, uh, Bill was an older man and he used to drive around on a bicycle in Manhattan and take pictures of people on the street. So, and he would find themes, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was, you know, uh, Bermuda shorts were in style. So he took, he found like 35 women on the street in New York, are men wearing Bermuda shorts, and he took pictures of them all in one week and sort of compiled them together and it ran in the Sunday styles, right? You can look this up. It's all over the place. Or maybe he did, you know, pink hats. Everybody's wearing pink hats. So he took the pictures of all these people and it was great. It was like a visual explosion, a visual explosion. Every Sunday, Sunday styles, Bill Cunningham. Well, Amazing guy, super quirky, has a documentary uh, on on one of these channels, I'm saying Netflix or Amazon. He lived in Carnegie Hall. He was one of the last remaining tenants on Car- in Carnegie Hall. And uh, he was an older guy, humble, would get invited to all these fancy Manhattan socialite parties, never wanted to have a drink while he was there, never wanted to have a bite of food. He only wanted to be there to take the pictures. Anyway, so a book came out, coffee table book fabulous. It's called Bill Cunningham on the street. I bought it at Rizzoli. I paid full price like an idiot. It was like $60. You can get it on Amazon for 30 or 35. It makes a great gift. It's, it's basically all of his photos through the decades and it's separated out by the decades, eighties, nineties, you know, ah, just fabulous. If anybody likes fashion or New York, you gotta get, you gotta get them this book. You, You absolutely have to get them this book. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's on my, uh, entertainment unit, although not really an entertainment unit, a built in and, uh, it's, and I just love it. I'm looking at it right now. I absolutely just love it. So I got my ex-husband a lot of presents by the way, you know, how can I not get him presents? How can I not get the guy presents? I mean, he's the father of my children. I got him stuff. I got him a lot of British import food. You know, I got him some, you know, I don't know rhubarb jam, digestive biscuits, Tim Tams, although I think they're Australian. He said I didn't give them to him, but I did. I know I did. I wrapped them up. Um, A bunch of stuff, right? All these little things that he liked. Um, I also took the girls, you know, to the store to get him presents. Uh, Whatever they wanted to pick out, I bought. It was in a bookstore. So, you know, one of them, so cute, picked out an atlas. They were like, Daddy likes maps. I was like, okay, we're using atlases, sure, in this day and age, sure. Uh, Another one picked out a puzzle. Very cute got him a bunch of things. Um, and a very nice card. He got me a couple of gifts. I mean, really, he could have got me a little more, just a couple of gifts, but, but he got me this cute book. It's a cute book. It's a great gift. Another great gift. Um, it's called all about mom and me. It's a hardcover book. He got me two of them. One, one for each daughter, which is really sweet. Uh, and basically you write in the book, the mom writes in the book and it's question and answer book, right? And it has two sets of questions, two sets of answer areas. And one is for the mom and one is for the kid. And it says, you know, what my favorite thing my mommy makes in the kitchen and the mom answers and then the, the kid answers. Or it's like, what's the best vacation we've ever been on? So on and so forth. And uh, just, just great. Just a great book. I didn't obviously fill anything out yet, but we will, we will start to do that. We had a nice time, though, I should say. You know, my ex-husband and I, we did have a nice time. We uh, we celebrated our daughter's sixth birthday. We did a family dinner together. We went to Quality Bistro. He handled the whole thing. He booked this, uh, it's a restaurant on West 55th Street. He booked this outdoor little private tent cabin thing that they they had. And then we went to go see the Tree and Rockefeller Center, the light show at Saks Fifth Avenue, which was fabulous this, way, uh, this year and goes off every 10 minutes. And thanks to Omicron, we got to just go right up to the front of the windows, right up to the front of the tree. We had a nice time. And, uh, you know, I think that's important, by the way, to do that for the kids. Have dinner together as a family, occasionally out not in the houses, celebrate. Because uh, every time I go to his house, I mean, I can't help myself. I see cards on the bookshelf. I gotta look through the cards. I mean, why am I gonna, why? You know, and he gets so mad. He doesn't even let me in his house anymore. He's like, every time you come into my house, you go through all my shit. I said, I'll go through all your shit. I casually glance at the cards that you have on your bookshelf. I mean, God, curi- I mean, it was so Curiosity Curiosity's killing the cat. But I, I wanna see what kind of love notes this guy's getting from this broad. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. So we go out to dinner a couple, a couple times, a few times a year. They see us be normal. The kids see us be normal. We, we see each other normal. We had a nice time. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was married to the guy. I had kids with the guy. I still love him. I say this all the time. It, does, it didn't work out, but I still love him. But that was that. Anyway, I think that's the end. I'm looking through my notes here. I, want, I definitely want to tell you about the olive oil. I was so excited about that. I don't know what's going to happen this upcoming year. I really, really hope, I really, really hope that things don't close down. You know, New York City, the mayor, we have a new mayor. Goodbye, de Blasio. The, the, you know, they, they're saying New York City public schools are not going to shut down because it's better for the kids' mental health to be in school, of course. But who knows? Who knows? Based on that eight kids in the class out of 26, you know, I I don't really know. Anywho, I think that is about it for today on the Elise DeLucci Show. I am doing some shows this month, obviously. um, Usual places, Broadway Comedy Club, Gotham Comedy Club. You're more than welcome to come out. I don't have a solo show yet. I am working on that, I promise. Anyway, quote of the day by T.S. Eliot. For last year's words belong to last year's language. And next year's words await another voice. And to make an end is to make a beginning. I'm Elise DeLucci. Thank you for listening. This is episode 87, and we are crawling our way to 100. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you don't mind. I read them, and it helps the podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.